uh, in this past Tishabov session, we uh, learned a lot about the very pervasive phenomenon in the human experience. Um, pervasive in that it affects many, many people and in a very significant way of the entire struggle of uh, self-definition and self-identity and trying to achieve a feeling of self-worth. And we learned that in a very large degree, we are living in the real false reality of defining ourselves not according to our true, our true definition. We have some kind of a sort of not so clear sense of ourself, which allows for probably some kind of a combination of spiritual, physical, a lot of things mixed together. Um, and we're caught in a, uh, a non-ending pursuit of trying to prove our worth to ourselves, to prove to ourselves that we are good enough, that we are worthy enough, that we are great. Um, for most people, it's taking place in their area of employment, what they are doing for most of the day as their career, to be successful in that area. For many people, their relationships in life play a very important role in that. And uh, it's a very major struggle for um, almost everybody, perhaps everybody, to um, somehow become okay and be convinced that we're okay. And the idea that was presented by Dr. Zimmerman is that this is all based on really a fundamental falsehood where in effect, like a uh, imposter has taken us over and we are trying to prove to that false identity we are caught with that fools us into thinking that's who we are, trying to prove to it that we are good enough. Um, and we're bombarded with um, many um, thoughts and feelings about ourselves and preoccupied with that most of the day. Um, and this, this is what's being referred to in the title of... Um, in the Tishabov title and also tonight's title of uh, losing the ego, meaning no longer being preoccupied with those I statements and those that focus on that self, which, which is not the true self. And one um, very effective method that was presented, and we can all test it out, is that if we substitutes many of those usually negative statements about ourselves, the words the neshama instead of the word I. We'll see how it doesn't really hold up. Can we say the neshama is not really successful, the neshama is not good enough, the neshama is not worthy, 
of love and attention, none of it would really be possible. Uh, and one of the um, similarly effective methods to help us be aware of this is the very simple fact that we can be aware of these thoughts and feelings. We can observe them. And once we can observe them, we can come to realize that those, those thoughts, those feelings, as powerful as they may be, they're not really ourselves. That's not us, because we can be aware of it. We can watch it. Who is the one who's watching it? Who is the one who's noticing it? Who is the one who's in awareness of it? That must be the true person. And that person, of course, is one that is, in actuality, of the true spiritual nature. And the Shama is of infinite value and cannot even be defined by any real terminology because it is um, of Hashem himself. But then the question arises, um, how really should we relate to ourselves? If we could be successful in this regard and sort of let go of that false self, become aware of all these thoughts and feelings not being ourselves, and try to be truly in touch with our true self. What is that? And who is that? Does that question make sense? Am I able to understand the question if I'm still struggling with the Hanukkah? Um, okay, you're, you're welcome to go ahead. <laughs> Share whatever you can. Give, give me one second here. Just give me one second. Okay, I'll apologize for the later by say because um. I wasn't really at first aware that anybody was on the uh, um, on, you know, joining in, and now I'm able to be aware that we have a nice group. Okay, go ahead, Abioni. All, all questions are, are welcome, you know, uh, and if I don't pause soon enough, you help me out with that. Go right ahead. So when you say that in the, if I were replace the word with I and we're in the Shama, now the Neshama is all Ruchni and all, you know, from Hashem. So is, is there a difference between the, my eye and your eye? Is, is this Neshama the same exact between mine and yours? Oh, a very good question. Um, allow me just to repeat it. Bioni is asking, are all Neshamas the same or are Neshamas different from one another? Um, why is that important to you? Could you help me understand the question better? How do you know Neshama is all Rukhni? Um, it's called Chilik There's a Rabbeinu Bachai that are kind of describes the uh, animals in the same way, and he says that they're all, they're all, all, they're all. What's his name? All they're all physical, and the reason they're able to serve Akash Baruch Hu in this way is because they don't have a seichel to stop them. And he says, um, so you, 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 you have to send me. 
this is, this, this, this is quite uh, this is quite novel and new to me. So please send me a text with that Maramokum, then I'll try to take a look at that and get back to you. Um, but I, well, I work with the basic assumption that the human beings have no connection to the animal kingdom. They are designed to serve Hashem in their form without without um, any, any decision process. It's by instinct. Um, the way Rav Hirsch describes it in, uh, in the 19 letters is essentially they are compelled to serve Hashem. They are part of Hashem's very complex creation. They can be called servants. They're called in some way that they are carrying out Hashem's um, instruction, Malachim also, even though uh, I heard from, from a Shia from Rav Miller that the Malachim have free will, but essentially, you know, they uh, are compelled by their awareness of Hashem and other creatures are compelled by their basic nature. The human being is uniquely distinct as being a being of free will to choose to serve Hashem. But, uh, you know, if you have a, a, a source material that's doesn't seem to fit with this. I'm eager to take a look at that um, slowly and carefully. So please send me a text of that. Okay, going back to Rabioni, um, tell me why it's important to you whether all the shamans are the same or different. Because to me, maybe, maybe it's possible that there's a me that's even subsurface to Nishama, meaning Elokai Nishama Shenasata B, the Nishama you gave me. Is it possible that the Nishama was just given to me as a way? To be but the me is even subsurface to that neshama. That me has unique personalities. That me has unique ways of getting hanah, feeling norm vitzar, like the way Rabbi Sral describes it in letter above. A person has different jokes, make different people laugh better. Not because the neshama is better, because the you is better. The anochi is better. So maybe the, the neshama is just a garment that was given to me to be able to get hanah in the world to come, but not to us. Who said that's the essence of me? Maybe the me is even below that. Mm. that was given to me right no no yeah that's uh that that diak in the nusach of the tefillah is a is a very valid question um um for example and, and, and there's no there's no denying let's go very slow very carefully very slowly there's no denying that since the neshama is mishaber in the guf the the, the neshama is not overtly recognizable to the person. And that may be part of its being, like the Ramchal says, subdued and sort of hidden in this world. The Neshama would be allowed to exercise its full power and not be imprisoned and subdued. It would totally take over the guf and it would be impossible for a person to have any challenge in this world and he couldn't fulfill his purpose. But, so, but maybe, so maybe that's the subsurface would have no bechira. Meaning, let's say I have this neshama, and this neshama is me, and I'm bocher berach. Who who was bocher berach? The neshama or me? Um, <laughs> you, you were uh, not you, chasvishon. The person was bocher berach. No, no, no? I don't think okay. So. No, I don't think so. Then, if the person is not bocher berach, how's that the person who's getting punished, or that person who's bocher betov? How's he the one getting rewarded? Again, I mean, there's the chazal about uh, you know the, the neshama and the guf. Each claim we're innocent because we couldn't uh, sin without the other one. Hashem brings them brings them together. Maybe there's the concept of neshama nefesh Bahamis. Um, but um, I don't think there's any question 
that the Iker essence of the person, the Tzalem Elokim, that is Chavev Shnever B'Tzalem, that is the Chelech HaRuchni, the Neshama, that B'chayim V'lazhen says, cannot even be described by any words. And that's, the, so how does that Neshama Bochar Berat? Because that Neshama was placed in a state where it can, it has that capacity and then, okay, to be, so now, to have, it's given, given a Kayach, we gotta, we, gotta, we gotta go, we have to be one at a time. The Neshama is given the Kayach of Bechira. It is given the Kayach of Bechira. Is, is that, means, that means that it can be the only Mahalach, or could there be another Mahalach that adds up there is a you that subverts that is even sub even below the Nishama? And the Nishama was given as a way to be like the way the Mesilis Shasharm said, you're giving the Nishama in order to be able to because with that is how you could get the scar in Olam Habo and Parak Aleph. Without the Nishama, you would you wouldn't be able to get the scar in Olam Habo. That's why it was given to us. Well, why? Why does I don't, I don't. Okay, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. This discussion is is not relevant to no, this okay. topic. So I'll tell you where because where, where, this, this is semantics. This 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 is, this is lumdish semantics. Lumdish musa semantics, which can have a place, but it's not relevant to this discussion. Okay, so, so if the, that me, if that me, that is that is the one that is able to be nenem together with the neshama. Is of such an exalted nature that is able to be nenemizivashchina, so then is not something that needs any affirmation, any proof of its value. No, already correct, such but, a, but but that same me also has this garment that's goof, that's very very mechur. So that if, no, if, if, no, no, the goof so why is the neshama clothing more me than the mechur clothing? Okay, Vioni, this uh, this we have to do. Uh, I think more individually. No, no, no. Send me, send me the again. Send me the list of the Maramukaimis that indicate to you that the core definition of a person is neshama and guf combined together. Rabbi the beginning of Rabbi Shlomo Ladavav when he describes the Anochi of who I am. But forget I, can't, that. I cannot. That will not work for me. I cannot read Rabbi Shlomo. I'll send you the English one. Uh, the question. Help, that's not going to help. The key was there. Okay, so that so that's hard because that, that's what that, that's what he's still loving how somebody thinks that they can uh, you know really understand the so Salanter, but you know, call a kavod. I mean, if anybody tries, if we can understand Nefesh Chaim Zohar's, we can understand Rabbi Yisrael not Zohar. No, because 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 that's that that we understand in a very limited form, and we realize that. So I think Rabbi Yisrael is talking. He's talking our language, Anoichi, and we are we are fooled to thinking that his Anoichi is my Anoichi. Okay, I'm not sure. That, 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 we, we don't we that, don't have Messiah Rabbi the Talmud from Israel Salanta. He's not here to say save Shah Nashir. Okay, but I mean my Rabbi did teach me a lot of it, but I understand. But let's just go back for a second. Let's okay. say let's say someone's Bokhar Birah. What what happens to his Anochi when he's Bokhar Birah? Is the someone who's bocher bara equally holy to someone who's bocher betov? The innate person, the innate person is infinitely holy. Yes. So when he's bocher, he has the kayach. So what what happens when he's bocher bara? What happens is innate greatness. Right, so he has the power to to choose and attach himself to inyone chesaron. 
or to remove from himself when you and attach himself to when you He can be mizdabek to Hashem, or he can go away. All in Yonishlemus is closest to Hashem, or as Panov, and all aspects of deficiency is Hester Panov, is removed from Hashem. And he has the Kayacha Bechira, has the Kayacha Bechira to remove himself from Hashem, and even to the point of the, most, the, the, the worst situation of cutting himself off completely. The Ramban brings the ride, Misham is Nitzchi, because it, it needs to be cut off. That means it's innately Nitzchi, innately attached to Hashem. But has the power to cut it, cut itself off from that connection. But there, there, that that's a very rare situation. When that happens, then and even even if he does something of that nature, there's still ways to rectify it and do tshuva and restore it. The Bukhari is very marich about the system, the intricate system Hashem set up to enable a person to reconnect to Hashem. But Kozman is alive. Ain called Dovra after tshuva. I feel in Russia called Yamav, and he did tshuva b'achreina. So there's no need to be concerned about having lessened myself because of a virus. That's all part of the kayak of a person, and it could just set the stage for becoming even greater than the biggest tzaddik. And the core potential for the reconnection always remains as long as the person is alive. Um, except well, the point of Shita, that there's such a thing as losing a right to Bechira that took place by Paro. But that's it's similar to he's not alive anymore. He already lost the, the, the capacity for for rectifying. <laughs> yeah. That's, of course, also a very, very rare situation. Got it. Okay. So now the question is, the question is, if and when we could get away from that um, sort of confusion of the false self, well, what would be the correct definition of ourselves, of the spiritual nature, the true nature, that we would be able to discover? And I guess part of the question really is, is this really important? Do we need to have that full and correct definition of ourselves? Or is it just enough maybe to get away from something that's false? And what is the actual truth? Maybe really uh, isn't necessary. Or maybe it is necessary. So I think that's the, the journey of trying to discover it may very well include discovering whether or not we really need to know this. And can we find in the Torah any source to teach us what that definition that we should have for ourselves is and how important it is, how, 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 what, what is the nature of that knowledge and the importance of that knowledge. So I think there is some help available. Um, but I'd like to start this journey I'd like to start this journey with um, a, a related issue, very related, but also valid and independent in its own right. And that is in terms of how we're supposed to view ourselves and our whole sense of ourself based one hand, on one hand, the Sefer HaChinuch and the Mitzvah of Chag HaPesach, and on the other hand, the Chobos or seemingly on the other hand, 
the Sefer Cholos Lavavos in Shara Kni. The, uh, and this is like, in a certain sense, a very simplistic kind of view. And you let me know if you think the question is the valid question. The Sefer Achinoch goes through numerous mitzvahs relating to the Yom Pesach, specifically the Karm Pesach, that are based on the fundamental concept that we, Klausel, at that, that time, became a nation that are princes, that are kings, and we have to act in a manner that's befitting for princes and kings. And that explains why the Karm Pesach has to be eaten, roasted, because that's the way that the... Uh, the sarin eat the most uh, tasty manner. So we have to eat in this very questionable manner. That's the reason why we're not allowed to leave over anything from the current Pesach. Anything that's left over has to be burnt because kings and princes don't leave over from their meal. They, everything is, 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 is completed and their suda, and that's the way that we have to also be partaking in the current Pesach. And um, we're not allowed to send out to someone who wasn't part of the Chabura, because that's that kind of a practice of sending out portions of the people is only done by people who are not used to having great lavish feasts. When they when they have one, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a very novel thing to them, so they send out to their friends to share it with them, but the kings and princes, the royalty, the exalted people, they don't do that kind of thing. Everything is completed in their palace. So, cholesterol to be acting in such a manner, and finally not to break any of the bones of the current Pesach, all for the same reason. This is not the manner of eating of kings and princes. So, we're supposed to feel this kind of exaltedness and royalty. As being Mamlechas we are a nation of princes. Okay, hold that, hold that thought. We come to Chavos Lavavos, Shara Knia, which we've touched on, but it's worth uh, always reviewing, examining. And he raises the question which is first among the Midas? Meet of humility, Kniya, or the other Midas Taivas. On the one hand, the other Midas Taivas can help very much not to be pulled to Gaiva as a replacement for self worth, and it can help to bring to Kniya, like Ibn Yena says. Chalvas Lavavas is presenting maybe Kniya comes first. We would have thought that Kniya comes first because it's so helpful to many other good Midas. In a very practical sense, it'll save him from from caste, from numerous kama sinna. But that's not what the Chavos Lovas says. Chavos Lovas says that the most primary element in a person you got to you got to mute that most primary element in a person's okay. Primary element in a person's avodas Hashem is to know that Hashem is the master, and he, and he is an effort. And these two qualities are interdependent. For for master to be a master. Bioni? Yeah. Can, can can you mute that? There's a there's a phone ringing in the background sometimes. My apologies. My apologies. 
yeah um so for 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 someone to be a master he must be soul complete for someone to be true evid he must be solely completely evid for someone to be a master he must have an evid for someone to be an evid he must have a master they are mutually dependent and mutually exclusive of one another so for there to be any avod of a person in relationship to Hashem as his master, he must give up any and all aspects of mastery and leave them only completely to Hashem. Hashem must have all and every mastery and the person must be devoid of any quality of mastery. He must have complete submission, humility to Hashem and be purely only a servant. They cannot be even a mixture of a very large degree of servant. And also, I have a little place in my life where I'm the master. Then Hashem is not a soul master. For Hashem to truly be my master, he must be the only master in my experience. I must have none of it. In that sense, I can truly be a servant of Hashem. And then there can, there can be a true service of the person to Hashem. If he is solely and completely a servant with no aspect of mastery in his life experience um okay i don't mean to discourage us by you know making this into like you know all or nothing but in the, in the concept that's why kenya must come first because before a person can have any other good qualities he must be functioning as a servant of Hashem. To be functioning as a servant of Hashem, he must be completely a servant, and Hashem alone must be the master. So I wonder if this is what a person is supposed to undertake and experience and feel in giving up all aspects of mastery, how do these two ideas work together? Can they work together? On the one hand, we're saying we should experience greatness, mastery, exaltedness, kingship, nation of kings. On the other hand, we're saying we should give up all mastery, assign it completely to Hashem, and what are we? Just totally, purely, only His servants. So it's just total negation of any of our feeling of mastery, because then we're having some of it. Supposed to be all Hashem's. None of it is ours. Does anybody hear this question? Does it sound like a valid question? Can anybody support this question? Would anybody want to hear it again? Maybe basically, maybe <laughs> basically right. you're saying, how can you feel total hachnat after Baruch when you have at the same time feel godless Adam? That's basically the question. Um, hmm. Or is it a little bit more <laughs> deep than that? Maybe, no, maybe, maybe that's also valid, right? You're saying I'm supposed to feel my godless. Feeling, well, the, the, the nature of the godless is not totally defined yet, you know? So, but, but in a certain sense, maybe, yeah. Yeah, godless, greatness, yeah. What, 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 depending what that's coming from, but yeah, in, 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 it's quite possible for that also to be a basis of this question. 
if I'm feeling great, like a king, like, like I'm not going to eat like an ordinary person. I'm a king. So I'm supposed to feel like, like kingly, princely, exalted. <laughs> At the same time, we're saying, no, no, I'm just pure, only, nothing else but servant of Hashem. And until that's in place, all the meters, tires that I might have are not really going to be what they're supposed to be. Because I haven't put in place yet this identity of just serving Hashem. Uh-huh. It, it's not the concept yeah, yeah, of basic Evid yeah. Melech Melech. It's not basic oh. the basic idea. Okay, okay, very good, very good. But 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 before 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 we continue with that, is is everybody okay with the with the with, with the starting point question? You could say no, you know, or whatever you want to say. <laughs> if you don't say anything, I have to assume yes, but that's not the best way how to go about it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to pressure anybody. So, so Avneria uh, 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 is saying that we have a concept which we find in Rashi by Meishan Abenu, uh, where it says, "How could you not be afraid to speak against Avdi Moshe?" Rashi says there, "Eved Melech Melech, Eved of a king is the king." So, the real question is: It sounds like you know a good phrase. Um, but uh, but how do you relate to it? How do you how do you actually like bring that into Lamaisa? On the one hand, you're totally submissive, just to grant this to Hashem, and I'm supposed to be totally submitting, totally only servitude, totally essentially negating myself. How does that then? How, how do I then at the same time combine that with the feeling of malchus? So of course we can say the words. We can say the words. I am Evet to Hashem. Hashem is so great. So if I'm Hashem's Evet, oh, that makes me great. But simply speaking, it sounds like it's just like you know a phrase. Now, maybe that's all we have. But if there's some way to really to really relate to it, to really understand it, I think it can help us very much. Otherwise, we're just like trying to use the words, like. Like, you know, it's hard to actually experience it. We're being, we're being told on one hand, we have greatness, malachim, sarim, princes. On the other hand, we're saying, just an event, just a servant, total submission, giving up all mastery of my own. So where is it going to come from? Oh, as being the event. How is being the event mastery? Oh, such a great master. Okay, such a great master, but just the name? Because I have the name event of this master, just having the name, is that what's going to give me that feeling? Because I'm called, I'm given the name of the Ebed of Hashem, or is there something about it that I could hopefully understand and relate to that will enable me to experience what that entails that will give me that feeling? Because that will be the ideal. That will give up all mastery of myself separate from Hashem. As, as an individual, individually, Separately, I have nothing, which of course is true. I have no existence without Hashem. And I can embrace that, that I have no power. I have no kayak. I have no hashivas. I have nothing of myself. Whatever I have is only given to me, gifted to me by Hashem. And even when I make good choices, it's still Hashem helping me, Hashem enabling me to accomplish all that. So everything that I have is from Hashem and my whole self is being his servant. 
but but through that, I could somehow feel my greatness. So that's what we're looking for. We're looking for how we can combine, in terms of this question, how we can combine these two elements that that I'm giving up any any sense of importance of myself separately, but in my being the servant of Hashem, I could discover it and I could feel it in its full greatest sense. Okay, what do you say? Is that that a good goal to try to pursue? I would love to know how to do that. (laughs) It may be be more simple than you can ever imagine. (laughs) But okay. Um, Is anybody else interested in this goal? Feel free to, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. You could say no. It doesn't doesn't really interest me much at all. It's fine. I got more, more important things on my mind. Okay, uh, I realize that just names on the page does not show that you're necessarily still here. And um, again, I don't want to pressure anybody to have to respond. So we'll keep on going. So let's go. <laughs> okay, so to, to start to approach this, I would like to try to explore something that is definitely not simple, but we hope to Hashem's, Hashem's help. That is, as you have on the sheet, I hope you'll find time to look at it. The Ramban where he discusses the mitzvah Muna in several places. Pasha's Yisroi, Sefer Mitzvah, Mitzvah Aleph, Sefer Mitzvah, Yisrosa, Say Mitzvah Hey. He sides with the Rambam that Amuna is a mitzvah say. is also a mitzvah. And he says in all these places, defines the mitzvah Amuna as Kabbalah's Malchusa Yisal, accepting Hashem's Malchus. I really should have prefaced with the question, but if, if we will be asked, these two in Yonin, accepting Hashem as my Melech and having a moon in Hashem, are these two distinct aspects of, of Torah, or are they actually one and the same thing? It's quite reasonable that they have interconnection. No, without one, it'd be hard to have the other in both directions. But um, are they essentially identical, or are they two distinct concepts? I think if you'd ask most people, they would say, these are two distinct concepts. There's one one aspect of belief in Hashem, the acceptance, the knowledge, the, the, the commitment, the absorption of this recognition that Hashem is the creator, all-powerful one that's giving everything its existence. That's Hashem as the creator. Hashem as my king, my acceptance of that, my commitment to that, my giving up of everything of myself to serve, to be willing to serve Hashem. That would seem, I think, to most people to be something unique and distinct. I don't think most people would say that this is this. 
belief in Hashem is accepting of his malchus. They would say there's a belief in Hashem. Okay, am I ready to accept Hashem as my king? No, that's that, that's a separate that's a separate accomplishment. The first know there's Hashem, and then another very uh, critical element would be to be committing myself to be his servant, accept him as my king. That's already like a relationship. Hashem is involved with me. Hashem is my king. I'm his nation. Like Michal describes, Hashem in his, in, his, in his humility is giving us this relationship. This is, is something of, you know, the two of us together. Is that, is that Hainu Hach, is Moon and Hashem, recognition of Hashem as the creator? So now, now no denying that, of course, if a person um, doesn't want to accept that, it will will run counter. It will it will be a significant prevention to have the full proper amuna. So you might very well need this. What well, you certainly need amuna to be able to become Hashem's malchus, and you would need that readiness and that acceptance. But to define it as such, this is it. That um, seems to be to be not quite so simple. Does anybody hear this question? Should I try again? Amakiritsky. <laughs> okay. Shkayach, shkayach. You hear the question. But you can, Rebbe, you can, can address you know, me. Can you, can you Rebbe, Rebbe, can, can Rebbe please explain that again? I yes, don't, I see, don't understand. In, in several places. The, in several places. Can you just, define, can you just the two, yes. just the I think, two. When we, I think, yes. It yeah, sounds like one has an inclusiveness of the other. Is that? Is but that, that could be, that, right. That could be. But nevertheless, it would be the would be like another step. There is simply speaking, we, we would think. I think most people would say the Muna Hashem is essentially the recognition that Hashem is the creator of everything, an ongoing creator. Everything that exists is from Hashem. Then there is some kind of a connection of us with Hashem. Hashem is undertaking to give to us that he'll be our king and we'll be his nation. He'll be a master. We can be a servant. We accept that. Like in, similar to the, 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 the marshal that Ramban brings in Chazal use in the Mechilta of the king who came and he's expecting of the people to accept him as their king. It's not a question of whether he exists or not. He's here. They can see him. But are they accepting him as their melech? And committing to be whatever that involves, to be his nation, whatever that includes, um, or not, that's that's like a separate action that has to be done. That's, okay, I'm giving up of my personal interests. I'm willing to accept the king's direction, the king's leadership, the king's instructions, the king's commands. That's like, like the Nabal himself says, we're obligated to serve him. To the acceptance of Hashem as the king would seem to us to be distinct from just the basic Yamuna. How, how would that make sense? How does it go ahead? How would that make sense with Chelek Elokamimal? Tell me more. Chelek we are part of Hashem. We, we are, whatever that means exactly. So, what is it? There's no, no extra action necessary. It just oh. we are part of him. Okay, very good, very good. But in the form that we are finding ourselves in this world, 
So there's room for so ignoring that. Even, even the basic mitzvah of Emuna, it also needs to be understood. What does it mean a mitzvah of Emuna, especially to Klal Yisrael who heard the tzivui from Hashem, or to someone who has enough intellect to see the evidence of it? It's compelling proof of Hashem's existence. I thought Emuna has more to do with with, with a, a belief to the point of knowledge. Right. So there could be levels and levels of how, how real this is to a person, how much he's focused on it, how much he's aware of it. You could sort of, you know, try to forget about it, shove it down, <laughs> shove it to the backgrounds. Rebbe is talking, talking about our connection to our Baruch Hu because of the body that we were put into, not the Etzem Neshama, or Rebbe is talking about the Etzem Neshama, the, the, the being. Of course, the Etzem Neshama is, is Makir Hashem. But the Neshama in this form, together with the goof, is able, has Bechira, to ignore all that, and to try to forget all that, and to so be Masiach Das from that. So I could see the possibility that the mitzvah of Muna that's been given, even to that first dar that I heard it from Hashem, involves how much a person is, to his capacity, being focused on it, and aware of it, as he's able to be. I'm not sure. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not sure I understand how Rebbe is answering. Lamaisa, we are chelak yelokamimal. So when Hashem made us, we are part of Him. Whatever that means exactly, He made us. Okay. We are part of Him. And Mimele, it's one step. He created us, and He's our Father. It's like a Father has a son. It's like, it's like, well, He's our Father, and He's our Melech, and that's it. Okay, but I'm just trying to use the Ramchal. That the, the neshama is kavusha on all the kavusha in the gulf. So that full clarity that it would have naturally um, is sort of held in check; is not able to function okay. automatically. And a person has real bechira on even something as fundamental as his awareness of Hashem. Does that mean that like he'll, he'll, he'll know nothing? Maybe not. But is that going to be the key of? Like you're saying, of knowing of a of a real full heartfelt awareness, maybe not. Okay. So we definitely we could see how the resistance to Hashem's Malchus um, could play into this, and how becoming aware of Hashem in the Amuna is some kind of a kabbalah on a person's part, is a willingness to to accept that Malchus. But it may, it may indicate that, it may prove that. But to define it as that, the means that the Emunah and Hashem contains everything. The basic awareness of Hashem also, according to the Ramban, includes within it the aspect of a person being Hashem's Eved and Hashem being the Melch. They are inseparable. They are one unit. There is the Muna Hashem without this awareness, without the, embracing this, <coughs> is not keem of a Muna. It's not keem. Not, not, not just another part, not just another aspect, not just you know several things all included grouped together in one mitzvah, one big basket that's called a Muna. But this is it, the Muna Hashem with all the basic fundamental aspects of Hashem as the Bayre, Bachade, Shchafetz, Mashgiach. Includes within it that we are chayiv of them. 
not just that the Torah also added in that mitzvah a lokecha, which means we're chayyav to serve. Because Rabban says that Klaus already had it in Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim, there was no tzivuyim, there was no declaration of I am your Hashem, who you chayyav to serve. It was just Nisim that Klaus saw, and they were mekabal the muna at that point. They recognized Hashem as the Bayrei, with all that that includes. And that was already Kabbalah's Malchus, that Hashem is saying in the mitzvah of Anoichi, where the Rabbah learns it, am I the Hashem who you accepted as the Melech Mitzrayim? And they said yes. And they reaffirmed that. And then comes the other Tzivuim of the Torah. So that means that the basic awareness of Hashem that Klaishul had in Mitzrayim contains within it that Kabbalah's Malchus, without there having had been said anything mafurish about serving Hashem. So it has to be that the recognition of Hashem itself contains the awareness of Hashem as Melech and us as his Avad. So that means everything, all, all the mitzvahs are included in the Muna, everything is included in the Muna. I don't know about the specific mitzvahs, because the way the Ramban sets it up, there's, there's a progression. There's first a Naichi, and once Klaus was Makabal, Hashem is Malchus, Hashem said, Amaya Hashem, who's Malchus, you're Makabal. They said, yes, they affirmed that. Or in, in the Anoichi itself, they're Makayim that, they're Makabal and Malchus. Then comes all the mitzvahs. Like the, like the situation where the Melech comes to the Medina and he says, they first have to be Makabal my Malchus, then I can make Gzeros. So there's, <laughs> there's two stages. There's first Kabbalah's Malchus. But that Kabbalah's Malchus, Includes everything that's in the Noich Hashem Olokecha. Includes us being Chayiv La'avda. Includes us as His Avodim. So this is the question that I think we need to try to think about. And I think um, that uh, this is an occasion where it's okay for me to um, give in to my very powerful desire like I always have to stop at a question and let people have something to think about all week long. If there's any, any you know, ambiguity about this, you have, the, you have the Rambans there, and he's saying over and over again that the Amunah Hashem, this is Kabbalah's Malchus. And he says, Kabbalah's Malchus, who had Amunah Belakus at the end. Shekvah Amunah Belakus. Amram, when it says there that the Kabbalah is Malchus, and that Amuna, it was mentioned to them again, they were reminded of that, and they were macabre upon them. And they said, Hain, Hain, that they believe in their macabre, the Marzik and the Amuna. So, be Marzik and the Amuna is Kabbalah's Malchus. What is the Amuna? What was the Amuna in Mitzrayim? Just Takaras Hashem. There was no declaration of any command to serve or any anything about a foolish, foolish. There was no, there was no communication. It was just the Nisim of Mitzrayim that Klaishol saw. Rabbi, after the Anochi, is there any challenge to perform the mitzvos? The mitzvos? Hmm. Um. I'm not sure what you mean by that, but it sure better not be an answer to this question. 
I, I hope not. I, <laughs> you, know I don't that, know. you know that already. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Tell, tell me what you mean. Just if, if you have a, a full recognition of, of um, Hashem's Malchus and your Abdus and, you know, the sort that the Neshama would have if it had clarity. So then there's no... Could there be any challenge? I imagine that... Right. I imagine it's still possible. That, that will be definitely, as it seems from the Ramban, the critical foundation. That's how he's setting it up. Like the king says to the people, you have to first accept my malchus, whatever that means. That's for also another, another discussion. Then you could, then I can give you my decrees. So, of course, it's a critical first step. It's the foundation. It's like the, like the Amchal says about tzitzis. That the whole the whole avoid is resting on the foundation of a person being the evet, so it's a very, uh, you know, powerful and helpful foundation. Is it absolutely going to guarantee everything else being fulfilled? You know, perhaps if it would remain with full strength, then it will be able to empower the person to be mekayim all the mitzvahs. Like, why does she ever want to veer away from? But there could be individual situations where there will be, you know, ample um, influence on a person that uh, will have to sort of draw from this foundation to address it. So I don't know if you could say it's like there's no more Bechira possible after. Maybe that even the, the connection to this foundation is continuously being strengthened through the particular mitzvahs. Every particular mitzvah that a person is doing is relating back to the foundation and strengthening the foundation, which has unlimited capacity for becoming stronger and stronger. Is there a role for, for, for the mitzvahs to, uh, to be a means of, of accepting this? Um, I imagine there could be some mitzvahs that uh, are very directly related. Like the mitzvah of Kriyashma, which involves Kabbalah's Malchus, like the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, that has to do with even giving one's life, that's related very much. So I'm sure there are many mitzvahs, and it may be in a certain sense uh, they all relate to it, but right. know, I, until we have some idea what it's really all about. I always assumed, I mean, it could be even naively, that, that the mitzvahs were a means of maintaining this, uh, and a means of. of affirming this and, and, and living up to this ideal? Um, well, we have to examine all the particular mitzvot and all their aspects yeah. uh, in order to know that. And that's a big job. So, you know, we have good work to do, Baruch Hashem. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're, we're going to pause here with the question, the basic question, what is the Kavanah the Ramban when he says that the Amuna and Hashem is Kabbalah's Malchus, and Kabbalah's Malchus is a Munibasha. How are these two really all one, or both one? Maybe it's a little bit hard to understand. Is there another minute, or do we have to go already? No, no, I, I have plenty of time. Go right ahead. It's a little bit hard for me to understand yes. how there are two separate things. Okay. If you really believe that there's a creator that okay. is uh, controlling every cell and every molecule in the world, uh, how could you believe that that's, and you're part of that creation, how could you believe that there is no direct Malchus over you and you're direct Evan? It's like, 
almost so to speak any any object that i created i mean if it doesn't have life but it's mine i made it it's it's me it's it's it's, it's under my control i do with it what i want and how i want and it has to be used by me how I want and when I want and how. Like, how could we have them in a, these two okay. things are separated? That's, um, that's, a very, that's a very valuable thought. Um, I don't want to agree or disagree with it right now. I would encourage you to think about that and allow yourself room for more good thoughts. Even if you have one good one, like, like in any sugya, we shouldn't uh, conclude right away that this is the full shot, even the best shot. Um, I once went to speak to a Talmud of Maftali Trump to ask him about Maftali. He was a Rosh Khalil in Eretz His name was Avaran Bialstotsky. He was known as Avaran Brisker. I guess he was from Brisk. He had a Khalil in Yerushalayim. He said when Maftali prepared Shir, he had a group of uh, like five select Talmidim, a small group. And he would go through the Gemara, Rishonim, and the Rambam. And then he would start saying Mahalchem. He said that when he was involved in preparing Shir, he was totally out of the world like walking over the benches, they were chasing after him. There was like, he was totally divorced from the world. I told him to a sheep, he said there was a place that used to put food above the ovens for Atmana. Of course, when the oven was off, Rav Tali would put his head inside to be like totally divorced from the world today to concentrate and learn. So, so he would start saying Mahalachim. First Mahalach. Second Mahalach. Third Mahalach. Fourth Mahalach. The fifth and final Mahalach is what he gave as the shear in the yeshiva. But he said if anybody would have printed the original Hafmin and Mahalchim, they would have been the best shurim in Europe. So yeah. my yeah. youthful, naive taste, so I asked him, so the doctor, why were they only Hafmin and Mahalchim? No, that's a valid question. No. He said, Rav Tali was magish. It's not yet the endless. Nachnish the endless. So we can have good ideas. But we want to keep on searching for what is the best one that we can come up with. Which sometimes it's the old Nikhlal, you know. I've been reading a little bit 19 letters from my first, so it was, it was a little bit helpful. It sounds a little bit like what you're saying, but there can be more to it. <laughs> so uh, I think this is a good pausing point. But, you know, any more good ideas, please, you know, share with me before next Sunday so I'm able to use it. Mm. Okay. Um, can, I, can, I, can I ask you one other question that I'm not so sure is relevant to this? You can ask any question if it's unrelated. We'll, we'll call this sheer as coming to its conclusion right now. And now it's open for other questions. Yeah, go ahead. I guess it's connected maybe a little bit to what Yoni was saying before. Maybe, I'm not sure. But mm -hmm. I saw in the Chova Salvavos, he says that um, the, he calls it the nefesh. I'm assuming he means the neshama. He says the nefesh that was put into your body, he says the nefesh that was put into your body, um, because it was put into your body since the beginning of its inception, of its creation, uh, it gets certain tendencies of the body even though it's not made from the four elements. He, okay. says, he says these words. He says the words are, it's not meant from, it's not made from the four elements, the nefesh. Right. It's totally ruchni. Right. But it still has tendencies, he says, that are, are being built in it based on the body's influences that it had from the beginning of its inception and creation. Okay. And what's the person's job is to remove those, right? 
right, to remove them, so to be able to, to make a decision completely based on the nefesh, no, that's, nothing to that's, do. That, that could be very helpful because we find a Lushan in Derech Hashem where, you, where he writes over and over, Lahadir mimenu to remove from itself the chesreinus. So does that just mean like to avoid chesreinus? Lahadir sounds like it's there and you have to remove it. So that sounds like... How do you know he's talking about the nefesh? Is, he, is the Ramchal talking about the nefesh or the body? He's not talking about the body. He's talking about the, 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 person, the person is, is, is placed in this shikul with, with Bechira to, to, to bring himself either to be Kainish Lamus and be Madir B'chisroinus. So he describes it being Kainish Lamus and removing Chisarim. What's Shaykh removing Chisarim? So I don't, you know, it's hard to know, of course. But so I, I, I thought, I'm not sure. I thought, I saw, I'm sure Rabbi saw the Agdama to the Ketos, right? I'm sure Rabbi read the Agdama to the Ketos. I tried to read a little bit, but it was very hard, so you can feel free to teach me. Go ahead. Well, I, don't, I mean, I, I just found. I spoke about it once in some share that I gave to parents, and I remember yeah. it. That's why I remember it. Mm-hmm. But he says, and I think Ravolba uses different types of uh, similar ideas. He says that Hashem put the neshama into the body in order that the body should earn its uh, olam haba in such a way that it won't feel embarrassed and it won't feel dependent on a kaddish baruch so to speak, as if it has its own chayus. He says kibyachol. It has its own life. <laughs> Has its own source. He calls it a be'er ma'im chaim of its own kivyachol. He says, right. so the soul should feel that it created this human being. It created this body and made him spiritual. Made him made him want to follow the Kaddish Baruch Hu also, just like the neshama wants to follow, follow Kaddish Baruch Hu. I mean, that's clear. That's that's uh, that the ultimate the ultimate tachlis, whether at least with Mechal's learning, is by Tchias and Mesim when the the guf will also be in this kaddish and this ale and be able to join with the neshama. In being in the Netzach. So, right. as part of the goal seems to be, yes, that the body should also be taken over and joined in. But at the initial stage, it's it's sort of, you know, the, the, the pastures of it is like it's the source of the conflict. You know, the Gesher versus the, the, the Ruchni. Right. What, what you're saying, Chobos Lavavos, may apply to a lower level of the, you know, Nefesh, Ruch, Neshamah, levels. Right. Maybe it's only the lowest level. You know, the highest level is like mamish, like untouchable. Even no hate is even is even magia to the to the Riker Sherish and the Shama. So right. could be levels within the right. That's what I was thinking also. The reason I'm just bringing this up, I know it's a little bit highfalutin and stuff, but the reason I'm bringing it up is because I thought that Chovos of is making it sound like that the tikkun of the nefesh is to sort of like Rebbe said, the Ramkas is to remove the chesronos. Right. It's all part of the shit. It's all it's all part of the of that balance. You know, how 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 that is set up that there should be a real valid shiko. Completely balanced. Okay, that's a little beyond us. So Rebbe's saying we're trying to fix the Nashama, we're trying to elevate the Khalik Elokamima, we're trying to change and improve the Nashama. Well so the Nashama is is it's Muslim, and we're, we're just right. trying to release it of the no, control no. of the body. No, it's not Muslim. No, it's very, very great, but it's still not Muslim. How but, can it be not uh, Muslim? Yeah, it's relic- 
Meaning because of those tendencies that, that, that affect it. Or, or because it has, not, it has not made of itself to be close to Hashem. Whatever the Ebesh does creating as a starting point is what it needs to have that opportunity to and, and remove the Ra or reject the Ra. And through that becomes truly able to be Dovik. He has to be the Balash Lemus. So it has to be that the person himself is bringing that Kedusha. Of course, there's a lot that comes in Hashemayim also. You know, but, but for it to be the full, complete, the full accomplishment has to be from the person himself. From the Isn't that the same idea as being put in the Gulf? Because otherwise you wouldn't be Chelek. Um, was that was that very, very slow? Hold, hold, hold that. Is that, is that making sense so far? That that it could be like yeah. a starting point that's very great. Starting point is very great, but it's still not the fullness. It will not be kilo. If Hashem would make the, the person be nenemizavashchina, it wouldn't be the fullness of what it's what's able to achieve. So that could be in the whole development in the Shema being uplifting itself. It becomes uplifted through its being kind of atzmoy. Rab Chayuzelashin is kind of atzmoy. It's kind of atzmoy in the Shleimus. And he's the becomes the Balash It's very scary how to do our butzas Torah when you don't know the basics. <laughs> how do you do our butzas oh, Torah? I have, a, I have, a, I have a, um, sort of a comforting thought for that. That's a better, better, better kind of butzas Torah. Better what? That way, the Talmud can feel that they are partners in discovering even the most basic things together. And they have a share in it. And their questions will contribute to it. And nobody has all the answers yet. And, and the stuff that we took for granted, now we realized, we came to realize, oh, I thought I knew all about this. Now I see I'm trying to teach it. No, I'm still at the beginning. Let's, let's do it together. That could, be, that could be very good for people. <laughs> yeah, if you could be, if we could be okay with it, if you could be okay that you know, so we don't know how we miss something so basic, okay? Can to we fault ourselves? We don't know, so let's not fault ourselves too much, and let's you know, <laughs> let's just celebrate the fact that here we are trying to learn this together. We should open our eyes.